Hello, listeners. We're going to kick off this episode with a joke. What's overly produced, takes itself too seriously, has far too high of a budget, goes on for far too long, and is just an excuse for self-important actors to get dressed up in fancy suits and deliver stupid, contrived, and unoriginal monologues. If you guessed a Marvel movie, that is a fantastic guess, but the answer is actually the Oscars. In 2017, for example, Film of the Year was awarded to the instant classic Shape of Water. Now, for the blissfully uninformed, Shape of Water is a romantic fantasy film about a woman banging a fish dude. For me, I've never enjoyed washing vomit out of my popcorn bowl, so I've never taken the time to watch it. Thing is, the same year, Dunkirk, Baby Driver, and Logan came out. And for Jigs' sake, at least, John Wick 2. Regardless, 2017, Fish Sex takes the cake for Best Picture. Welcome to the Boys With Toys cast. We hate the Oscars. If you also hate the Oscars, stick around and hate them with us. The more, the merrier. Well, unless you're talking about Marvel movies, in which case there's far too many of them, and we need to shut them down. Change.org petition. Now. Go sign it. Shut down Marvel movies. No more Marvel movies. Spider-Man is transphobic and uh, sexist. Uh, Perpetuates rape culture. Black Widow's a rapist. Hickston has pulled up officially. Say hi, Hickston. We've already introed, so you're just oh, late have? to the party. We've introed twice, yeah. actually. We've introed twice. Should we intro a third time? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's. Welcome to the Boys with Toys cast. <laughs> I'm Che. Say hi, Jigs. No. Okay. <laughs> and Hickston? <laughs> and Nicholas? Bruh. Bruh. Okay, Bruh. so back to my depression. How do I not be depressed? Wait, what's going on here? I missed the beginning. Whatever uh, the doctor prescribes, you don't take it. I have crippling depression. Kill yourself. From what? Um, Probably. Life. Must be nice. You know, lack of uh, <laughs> lack of love or... <laughs> That's the only reason. Yeah, nobody That's loves literally me. literally just I'm no depressed. companionship. Yeah, pretty much depression. lack of love. There's not a single person that even slightly enjoys me. <laughs> whoa, 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 wait, hold up. Didn't you, like... You you got in a fight with me once because you were trying to get me to say that I loved you. Mm. Yeah, see, see, that's how I. So it's not it's not really reassuring <laughs> when you bring up the fact that I had to force you and blackmail you into loving me, right? That that's not really it's not really a positive in this dude, whole dude, situation. We're 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 all bros here. It's a little weird if your bro is like, dude, do you love me? <laughs> that's some no, desperate but- shit. Yeah, but I think we all. He know pulls what it up like, like it's a philosophical question. He's like, "So, like, we're friends. Does that mean you love me?" I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I mean, we're just friends, right? Yeah, but like, you don't and then love he me like, like argued with me for like twenty minutes. He's like, "No, you definitely love me." You don't love me in like sexual like relationship way. You love me. Was I like, here for this? This boy be big chilling with me type loving. I'm pretty sure this is just me and Matt. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't think. I don't think that's love though. It might be love. I'm trying to think. I learned some like classical definitions of love, but that's kind of boring gay shit, so we'll just Yeah, like, what? Eros? When you want to bone somebody, it's Eros love. Congratulations. Yeah, what are all the like different weird types of love for some reason? Wait, that sounds fake. Well, I mean, good thing I got zero of those with my crippling depression, so. Yep. Big chilling. And the one you do have, you had to argue for in blackmail. Maybe <laughs> Very true. if you just stopped being depressed, you could bone someone. <laughs> That's Dude, really I, I didn't say you know, anything about yeah. that at all. Yeah. Like I just said, no one loves me. It doesn't. It doesn't imply that. 
You can certainly bone people without loving them. I bet my other girlfriend loves you. Sure, but it's a two-way street, so if you don't, like, you know, stop being depressed, then they're not going to let you bone them. It's called Ooh. rape, and it's really not advised. I, I, I guess. That's like, you know, you know, you just told the depressed suicidal kid, which I'm not, by the way, but that's just like you telling the depressed suicidal kid, just don't be depressed, retard. That's like literally what you just did. No, I'm saying that like, unless you want pity sex, then no one's going to let you. What does this have to do with what we're talking about? So, uh, um, uh, um, uh, topic. Uh, well, can we do a quick actual, no, we can't, um, Call back to last episode. We talked about the Freedom Phone, and we kind of just gave our off-the-cuff reasons why it's cringe and dumb and lame. So I looked into it a little bit this week, and basically every element of it that makes it the quote-unquote Freedom Phone is software that is already used and exists in other places. So like the App Store is just a reskinned App Store that's already used elsewhere with the exact same database and censorship rules and everything. And the uh, OS itself is just an already used OS. They literally just took Lego pieces of already existing stuff, threw them together, and were like, ah, Freedom Phone. So what you're saying Ugh. is that Candace Owens is a cringe normie of a conservative. And I realize I'm turning this into a very personal battle against Candace Owens, but I really dislike her a lot. Why? Hey, you, guys, you guys heard of uh, the other Candace? What Candace? Candace balls fit in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Candace balls fit in your mouth. That doesn't make <laughs> grammatical sense, Jigs. You f***ing retard. I thought you had a better... <laughs> oh, what do you think is the best name? Like, you know, you got Candace, and Wilma. then you got, you got Wilma, and you got, uh, you got, uh, Joe. I, don't, I don't know what else. Yeah, you got Joe. <laughs> you think there's any, like, undiscovered great, like, uh, for sure. names like that out there? Yeah, for I sure. I saw one a while yeah. ago. Where it was a kid uh, sent a picture to his brother of a Pokemon. It's like, hey, do you know what Pokemon this is? And he goes, oh, it's Slugma or something. And he goes, Slugma fucking nuts. <laughs> and that was my favorite one by far. <laughs> yeah, I've never met anyone named Slugma, though. Yeah, but it's a Pokemon, so it's legit. Okay. It's like name, how you get, like... Like no no person that's in the know is gonna fall for Joe or Candace or whatever, but you Slugma. might come to fall for Slugma. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> well, Mr. Mick, um, last week we left it on a cliffhanger. You had some information on uh, first-person shooters that you wanted to share. Oh, that's What's right, going that's on there? Right. Um. So I haven't done like a ton of in-depth research, but basically, uh, the machine learning and like AI and like futuristic computer technology is uh, wheedling its way through the world, and it finally made it to video game hacking. And uh, what that means is you can use image recognition to determine where enemies are on a screen and shoot and like control the mouse to move to them and then shoot them so like an aim hack but 
the fact that it uses image recognition means that it can be entirely off the hard drive of the computer that it's actually controlling. So you can set up a game where you have the like output of the game through a capture card to a separate computer that runs image recognition software on the game that has been trained to identify what an enemy looks like. Then it goes through like a thing that simulates a controller back to the original computer and basically aim locks onto the thing. And it's functionally undetectable because there's literally no interaction with like weird code in the game. And the reason it's kind of scary is because uh, even, so they actually successfully scrubbed the internet of it, which itself is kind of insane. So Activision like cracked down on it and like legitimately burned it from the internet. It's theoretically exists only on the hard drives of like 150 people or something like that. This is old news, so maybe it's out again now. It's going to be a thing that like <coughs> will be distributed to peers and stuff. Yeah, and what's even scarier is now that it's like been done, the path is paved, and somebody else, as like an example for like a YouTube video that I was watching on it, set one up that was like somewhat functional in like a couple of days. So if somebody can, like, in a couple of days, sort of recreate the same thing, it's not going to be long before basically untraceable hacks that are really good are available to whoever. It's like a commonplace thing. The question is uh, something like Valorant. Valorant has a unique anti-cheat system that can basically access your entire computer. Yep. Um, That was kind of one of the big things with Valorant. (laughs) Yeah, and that was kind of like their whole uh, selling point. And so that would stop some of the rigmarole of uh, using a cheat like this. Like you couldn't set up um, virtual machines or anything to like run it in a separate OS instance or anything like that. Um, But even still, I mean, the people already pay hundreds of dollars a year for good hacks. Like there's an entire community of Counter-Strike where you pay like $500 yearly subscription to basically have always up-to-date hacks that you'll like never get your account banned, and then people just run around hacking all the time in Counter-Strike. I'm so this confused is like by that. that. This is that, but without the need for continuous payments because it doesn't really need to be like kept up-to-date to match the current anti-cheat. So I'm so confused by that. Like, yeah. why? How is playing a game worth it? via cheats when you're paying $500 a year for it. Like, I mean, we know people who pay like literally thousands of dollars a year just to have the chance of unboxing a knife. Yeah. But like that enhances your experience to a certain degree in some way, shape or form. But I don't see how an entirely different computer taking control of everything for you. And you basically just watching a computer process a game for you is enjoyable. At the price of $500 a year. Good question. One of the points that was actually brought up in some of the news articles and YouTube videos I watched on these hacks is that one of the more dangerous things about these hacks is that they're very adjustable and very realistic looking. So you can make it so that like it feels almost like you're doing all of the work for it. And so then it's like a positive feedback loop of 
you're hacking, but it doesn't even feel like you're hacking. So then you actually get the feeling of playing the game and doing well. And it's like even scarier than like just hard aim lock. So it's a dopamine rush, but yeah, and it and it feels like it's you actually doing it, even though it's not. Yeah, and obviously, I mean that all has to be tested throughout various, you know. Well, that's kind of the troubling thing because the only thing then at that point holding Mm. people back from (laughs) engaging in this kind of cheating is their integrity, which so few people are actually willing to do. Yeah, and the monetary investment. Right now, it requires, like, to do it in the most over-the-top way, it requires, like, a capture card, a laptop, and a uh, controller interface device that can basically fake being a keyboard for your, or a mouse for your computer. So, like, there is a pretty high barrier to entry price-wise, but For now, not that doesn't really last because, very long in these days. Well, and I have, like seven laptops in my house that i could get running i've got i could just go on marketplace and pick up a cheap capture card for like 30 bucks like it's not it's not insane but 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 why to play well i guess to score good i I guess i can kind of understand you can always want to win some people have autistic uh because I want to unwind from work yeah. or unwind from banging Jigs's mom. Like, yes, interesting. It's, it's at the end of the day. Usually, it's 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 become later than ever, right? Nine o'clock or sometimes ten o'clock. I don't want to sit down. I don't think I'm a particularly busy person. I have a regular full time job, forty four, forty five hours a week. But even so, I have enough in my life where I have two hours a day where maybe I can game or play something. Why would I want to waste my time on a first-person shooter where I don't make any realistic progress? And that's why you're not the market for this cheat. You play video games for yourself to have fun. A lot of people who play first-person shooters play video games to cause other people to not have fun. Yeah. Like, their enjoyment of gaming is derived out of being toxic to the other team, dicking all over the other team, and just, in general, making the other team have a bad time. You actually think the motivation is to destroy other people's experience? Well, and I'm not saying that, like, it's everyone's motivation who hacks, that they're just trying to ruin other people's day. Um, You can go watch on YouTube. Various YouTubers have interviewed various hackers and been like so what motivates you and they always have some you know well back in the blah 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 story of how and why they do it but i do think for a good portion of people it's just ruining other people's day i don't think it's necessarily fully just wanting to destroy other people's experience because if i play counter-strike and i'm not winning or performing poorly i i legitimately hate every second play in that game so for yeah. someone like me if i'm not performing well or if i'm not like that game's fun if you're destroying the other team not not destroying their experience but if you're if you're winning if you're beating the other team it's like the only way that game's fun in my opinion yeah. if you're getting lo- if you're losing and you're dying constantly it's not fun so i mean you take that and then you take guy who doesn't like you know not having fun not winning so he gets overly competitive and tries to get an extra competitive edge and pays money for some reason and then uh, buys sh- cheating because sh- he's well, cringe. And the, 
Other scary part about these new cheats is that often the one barrier holding back probably 90% of people who think about going to cheat is, aside from price, is, oh, I don't want to get my account banned. But if the cheats, at least for the time being, are basically undetectable, they're hardly even, from what I was seeing, overwatchable. So Counter-Strike has a system built in where if you're if the other team thinks you're cheating because you're doing too well, they report you and then other players get to watch you play and be like, ah, is he cheating? I don't know, maybe, yeah, and then report you and get you banned. The cheats look so whack that there's a chance it's not even noticeable to other players. And that's kind of the scary thing is that like... <laughs> Either the anti-cheats are going to have to get really, really insane really fast or FPS games are going to kind of be a problem to play because anyone could be pulling out these wacky cheats because for now yep. it's expensive and difficult to get in. But well, eventually... what's even worse, um, from what I saw, the one hack worked across multiple games, console and PC. Like there wasn't, it wasn't like you had to get a new hack for a different game. Oh, it's like the same AI kind of thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Activision, um, I think, obviously, it's been a week, but I think Activision said something about how they're working on developing their own AI-powered anti-cheat that can detect AI cheats or something. And I think that's the only thing that can get there, but yeah. And then this, the privacy curve for playing basic first person shooters like you know cod or counter-strike is gonna get steeper and steeper yep activision is a crap show though have you guys seen all the like the lawsuits around activision i have not i've seen a little bit but not a ton there's a lot around that dude the state of california is suing activision for it's i mean if summed up it's sexism in the workplace which i understand is Hard to take term. seriously these days. It's hard to take seriously, but uh, I mean, is there man. anything to it? Is it legit? Yeah, I've 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 like skimmed over the actual lawsuit itself and looked at some of the more key points and have them here. Um, they have a bunch of different uh, points regarding this. Activision Blizzard, so. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with them. I know they do World of Warcraft and they do like um, what else? Overwatch. Call of Duty sometimes. Overwatch. Yeah. Blizzard itself. Well, it's kind of two companies. Activision makes Call of Duty. That's like the biggest thing they make. Yeah. That people care about. Well, I've I found a bunch of stuff in this lawsuit, skimming over it, and. Uh, <laughs> look through activision is a disaster man well you can tell that by it how looks really bad from time to time so they they go through a bunch of different issues in this lawsuit i'm gonna i'm gonna start reading from it from here because it's it, it is interesting although just uh, somewhat upsetting disturbing number five defendants have also fostered a pervasive frat boy workplace culture that continues to thrive in the office women are subjected to cube quote cube crawls end quote in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office 
and often engage in inappropriate behavior towards female employees. Male employees proudly come into work hungover, <laughs> play video games for long periods of time during work, <laughs> while delegating their responsibilities to female employees, engaging in banter about their sexual encounters, talk openly about female bodies, and joke about rape. <laughs> so what I'm hearing so, is that activation is the place to work. Dead ass. Yes. <laughs> Which is why I turned in my application not five hours ago, but five days ago. <laughs> no, but like this may have been <laughs> the best publicity stunt Activision could have ever pulled. I'm okay. Yeah. If you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna be objective about it, not good. Some of the stuff sounds really awful, and some of the st- stuff sounds <laughs> questionable at best. Joking about female bodies. Can you imagine, like, how vague is that? Yeah, there's it's so imagine many. Imagine a single group of males bodies. not doing that anyway. Yeah, can Let's you imagine? Honest. But like the whole cube crawl thing. Okay, if you have guys like wandering into work at nine a.m. completely inebriated and then playing Call of Duty until three thirty, and like choking down their last Mars bar at that. That's not that a time. job. That's a that's hangout not, spot while yeah. you recover from your hangover. That's messed up. And they're probably um, computer science majors who are all making hundred grand a year minimum. So there's a lot. I I, I kind of I skimmed through the entire. I think it's like thirty two to thirty nine pages long. And there is a lot in there. I I know in the doc I just kind of outlined like four or five different articles, and it goes from like six to 32 or something so you can see how far i scrolled but the entire thing is about discrepancies in the pay and how much guys are being paid versus the girls it is really an interesting read and uh it it's a legitimately awful place to work it's probably like any workplace where there's like four or five super motivated legitimately good workers who get pretty much everything done and that's what's like hard to tell inches. Because it has specific examples, and I have a lot more here. Uh, unsurprisingly, defendant's, quote, frat boy culture is a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination against women. Sure. Female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, including having to continually fend off unwanted sexual advances and comments by their male coworkers. You see, and supervisors. that's not good, but at the same time, you're, you mean to tell me that Activision, a video game development studio, is a breeding ground for frat boy behavior, could have had me fooled. Not only that, but the developing studio of COD. Yeah. It's like every frat boy in their existence who had no drive in their life, but enough to get a you know computer science degree is like, yeah, maybe I'll go work for Activision and make Call of Duty games. That sounds cool. Hey, let's be honest. This kind of makes sense because it seems like they don't get a lot done. And Call of Duty is pretty low effort year yep. after year. So Dead ass. They're literally the I mean, only thing that happened that was remarkable in Call of Duty for the last like 10 years was the leap in graphics and the like. Uh, well, Battle Royale. Between, uh, well, going into Modern Warfare. But again, that was just we may... employing a new like physics engine, which was made by someone else. So even that's we not that We may have impressive. just discovered... We may have just discovered why there is a severe lack of 
um, data optimization in Activision True. games. True. Like, like, they're too busy like, groping bitches in cube shit. crawls to another, actually optimize their data. Oh, another 25 gigabyte update on Call of Duty? Holy shit. They must have been pounding it like crazy over there at Activision. You, like, look at the patch notes. It's like, oh, we added a frame rate counter you can turn on and off. 20 gigs. So. Nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Activision. <laughs> really doing God's work out there. Yeah. Here's, I, I don't understand. Now, if I'm working somewhere in there's cubicles, I mean, could you ever see yourself just walking up to some bitch and then just being like, no, hey, sexy, nice tits, and then just walking away? Like, what? Or or here, could you ever see yourself just coming in, crawling around on all fours, drinking alcohol? First of all, I feel like a freaking retard. Um, and then and then when you're, like, pulling by some bitch, you just do a drive-by honk-honk on her tit, like it's saying right here, gropes. <laughs> Who does that? I don't understand how anybody, how could anybody ever decide that's okay? That's what I'm wondering. In today's culture, where literally you can get canceled, have your entire career destroyed for even saying the wrong thing to someone, how on earth like, could you be possessed to think that it's okay to just like do drive-by <laughs> gropings and cubicle okay. crawls where you like motorboat <laughs> and grope the random women that work in the cubicles and at the same time degrade them and pass off all of your work onto them and go, ah, this won't have any repercussions down the road. This is never going to get found out ever. It's just always going to be this way. You're not thinking about it's... the statistics of it. Activision probably employs thousands of people. All it takes is one creep to make the story in the news but true. But it says plural. It, it is all true, the plural. actually. Well, the thing is, in, in the lawsuit itself, they have this one guy named Alex, and they name him specifically, and they kind of go through what he's done. So there are specific figures that are, like, stand out in this entire situation. But it it's... It's probably really weird for the guys working there because even though it's a big name studio, Activision, when they go to work, it's the most simple, normal thing in the world. They get up at 7.30, they have breakfast, they go into the office, they clock in, they sit down at their computer, and they just start typing away. Like It's the most normal thing in the world. Even though they're working at Activision, their job is very much as normal yeah. as any well, other office job. Well, if you think about it, too, you think of like the World of Warcraft 4chan faggot who just sits at the computer all day, lusting after random women, jerking off seven times a day, Weird. drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos, and then fantasizing about working at Activision. Those are the retards that are walking around the office just like going about their average day jobs quote unquote which is actually just their lust den where they occasionally do a few lines of coding i thought you were about I to just, go lines of coke i still can't understand like, yeah, probably i mean i've heard from some women and i've never had to think about this as a male but women are like legitimately they won't like you know they don't go out in public by themselves normally especially yeah. at night if they're alone by themselves anywhere at night they like get uncomfortable. I, I i was genuinely surprised by this a couple of years ago when i talked to some females roughly my age about that and they're like Oh, yeah. Um, I get legitimately scared and uncomfortable around people. And they tell me stories of people coming into the store where they're working and hitting on them. And they're like 20 years older than them and saying some really weird ass shit. I'm just like, Asking yeah, Mick, what? Don't you have like, some stories about that I mean, with your woman? She's been asked for feet pictures. <laughs> yeah. Not even like, not even like half assed asking, like, 
here's four hundred dollars i will give you if you take pictures of your feet and give them (laughs) it's so weird two things about that i've had a sister who was like roughly my age growing up so i was pretty aware of this at a young age just two nights ago my girlfriend she was petitioned by a a random cop who came to check in on like the house or whatever because there's an incident happening happening nearby handed her his personal number on her on his card and said if you ever want to do a ride along or something like you know just let me know and then proceeded to like hit on her did some like overtly like hitting on you kind of things also fun side fact married man with a kid oh geez, and also like Rick. 15 years her elder so it was uncomfortable for everyone involved and she was like no no i have a boyfriend like you know whatever and this dude would not light up. I'm I apparently he stuck around for like 20 Goodness. minutes trying to trying to touch some shit. Also, a cop. Yeah, a cop. And he should have gone with the activist kids? approach and just honk honked on that. Later just that night, a cube later that night, as a meme, the he pulled them over and like redound his offer to be like, hey, if you want to do a ride along, just let me know. You what? know what? Nudge, Are you nudge. Kidding me? And this is a small town of like 8,000 people, so that's like super uncomfortable. Yeah, that's like See, dangerously how... close to policemen abusing their power and like it having to go to court. Arguably, is legitimately that hurt somebody. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna run into this kid like two weeks down the road at the corner store with eight thousand people. That's the really cool yeah. thing is it's not a kid; it's a grown ass man with a f- wife and kid, and he's, he's just hitting a badge that lets him do whatever he wants. Imagine if his poor wife and child knew that he was hitting on some random college age kid. <laughs> That's like the beginning of a really sketchy news story about this cop who, like, killed someone, you know? Yeah. Well, also on top of that, there's now a guy. There's a. I received a text message from the owner of my coffee shop, which is also uh, a bar after the hours of 1 o'clock. Uh, and she said, hey, this is a random guy. If he comes in, don't let him, you know, drink anything or whatever. Just give him some water and, you know, call the cops or whatever. This chick at our coffee shop was the reason that uh that text was sent out she got hit on this guy repeatedly and like kind of sexually threatened by this man and uh i was talking to her just like a few days ago she's saying that basically it's a pretty regular occurrence like you know once every week or two that some middle-aged man like maybe even sometimes 50 or 60 year old man will just hang out in the front area where no one else is and just like talk to her and hit on her and stuff and she's a 20 year old 21 year old chick so that is exactly what my girlfriend experienced where she worked she would basically be alone in the lobby closing the store and some guy would just walk in and just chat with her across the counter for like 25 minutes there's been a few times like we have a standing rule at our shop like no girl is allowed to take out the trash closing at night because it's dark and yep for exactly that reason because weirdos will linger around in the front you know shop and just chat it up with young women because our entire staff is below the age of 24 and 90 percent of his women it's a horny central for 45 year old men who have nothing else to do on a saturday night other than drink beers in a random coffee shop but there were times where my girlfriend would have to call her dad because she could see a guy lurking across the parking lot outside the store just waiting I just don't understand what kind of yes. faggot do you have to be to do that to other people. Like, it, it doesn't even, like, I wouldn't even do that to somebody, like, that was, 
I don't know. Even if they're you're their own age, that's weird as shit. Just imagine just creeping out some. How is that okay for anybody? Like I don't understand like, that. Imagine people how people do that to other people all the time with porn. It's just you have to make the jump to real life. Fair. Like imagine how low that is as a twenty year old. You know, like lurking after some random girl at your school that's pretty creepy but imagine like 20 years of your life go by from that point and you haven't managed to figure it out and you still lurk on the same people that you did in college and you haven't figured out how to like you know be a normal person talk to women and maybe even women your age you know So that's why I really that's don't envy. Uh, don't really envy thing. women that much. Because if someone does that to me, I'm just gonna be like, "What are you doing here, faggot?" And then just be like, <laughs> you know, like if I had some guy hit on me creepily, like if he was some like old forty year old or something. Okay, that's censored. <laughs> awesome. um, you know, I just like, bar bleep. <laughs> I just be like. Okay, bro. You want to die or something? What are you doing right now? And like, I would not. Lord forbid it's a woman, because then you're like, oh, shit. milf sex? No way. And this is only in my fantasies. <laughs> There's you no repercussion I mean, for a grown ass woman <laughs> hitting on Wally. a young man, other than like arousal. <laughs> yeah, but even let's let's put it this way. Let's say some forty-five-year-old woman that was blatantly not attractive did the same similar shit to me. When she's waiting for me, I'd tell her to piss off. I wouldn't be taking that shit. I mean, I well, guess at the same this time, this is I'm a kind man, of the depressing I mean, part. Is if a legitimately attractive, you know, like salt and pepper bearded forty-five-year-old man went up to some eighteen-year-old woman and was like, "Damn, you look nice," or whatever. That's like totally not okay. I think we can all agree, like not yep. not within the realm of okay. The problem is if some really attractive forty five year old woman went up to any of us and did the same thing, that's like socially acceptable. Yeah. It's a little strange. Kind of deviously it's like that hot. South Park episode where they're like, Oh, teacher's been raping a student. Like, oh no and like Oh yeah, it's South Park. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like wait a minute. Was she hot? What's his name? Oh, it's the female teacher. Wait a minute. Oh is it the kindergarten one? Wait, is she hot? <laughs> nice. When it's a grown ass man teacher having sex with a female student, it's like, oh god, that's like hideous. He's like a you know, child toucher, all that stuff. But if it's a female teacher having sex with a male student, then you're like, oh, dude, get it. Okay, <laughs> no, now, not even. And, and there are times where that's played out as the student male raping the teacher female, even though she's the one with power in that situation. Well, well, Mick took it farther than I would, but I'm just saying, okay, objectively speaking, if a female teacher has relations physically with a male student that's bad okay that's as bad as a male student or a teacher having relations with a female student define bad but do you do you seriously do you think and i'm i'm asking here legitimately do you think that the male student is going to be as scarred as the female student no definitely no the male student is gonna wear that like a badge of honor for the rest of his life I I don't I don't see it. Like I'm not saying that the female shouldn't be prosecuted. You're a piece of garbage. Like but I like, agree. What's the like? Who's gonna take that woman to court other than maybe the 
the kid's parents because the dude's gonna be like, yeah, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's kind of, Dude, he's going to brag about me, that when he's in college to all of his dorm mates. That's going to be like his big thing. I was so hot, I banged my my middle school teacher. The reason I care and like I want things to be equal is because in, in general, people fight for gender equality in the reverse situation. And I just, I like my sense of justice says that female teacher should go to go to the court and get justice yeah no i'm totally definitely should i'm not saying the prosecution shouldn't be the same however i am saying the emotional toll yeah emotionally yeah i just i just think the issue is that society um somehow is playing into the emotional impact that it has on people which it shouldn't be yeah i mean to a certain degree maybe but also maybe not because of like someone's gonna have to like carry that you know down the line someone's gonna have to push that prosecution over the finish line. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is the conclusion is that women just need to be less bitchy. Wow. That no. was exactly. I don't think anybody said that. I don't think anyone said that. Just keep going to court and bitching and moaning about their attractive Well, it's like a legal teachers. principle that you can't like sue someone else for someone uh for someone else who was harmed. So like if my brother got like, you know, abused or whatever, I can't sue the guy because I was the one that was damaged. So like on the same note, if there's no emotional damage done and they're both two consenting individuals, not that it's good, not that it's moral, don't get me wrong, pedophilia bad, <laughs> but, like... <laughs> really covered your bases I come covering my bases here just saying, pedophilia... Begging underage children equals bad. equals bad. Well played. Uh, but on the other hand, if if the dude's like, hell yeah, and the teacher's like, hell yeah... And nobody's willing to take the other person to court. Then, like, eh, you know, who's gonna who's gonna do it? <laughs> the state, maybe. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I mean, a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, age of consent was like 16, 15, 14, right? In many cultures, it was like the second the woman is blooded, they're ready to be married. I like how you said that, blooded. Like, if we're trying, yeah, to I don't be like that at all. Actually, here. <laughs> I don't look and this is I understand this is like borderline on modern society this is pedophilia and I'm not suggesting it should be the case but yeah in ancient Israel for example it was like 14 or something right it was like when they when they got married it was like 14 and I think now that we scientifically understand the brain continues to develop until like 19 or 20 for a woman I don't think it should be that but it was literally, at one point. It, it has changed through the years. So literally every is... medieval marriage was just grooming and Stockholm syndrome. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's like a 14 year old to a 14 year old, or a 16 year old to a 16 year old. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a difference yeah. between a teacher who yeah. has a place of authority over a student who is like 45 years old or 40 years old, going like, "Hey there, guy, you're a 15 year old and looking a little hot. You want to touch me?" <laughs> Okay. Yeah, maybe I should okay. clarify. That's that's not exactly you should, what I meant. You should I didn't read Little mean, House like... on the Prairie. That book is hilarious just because there's like a 13-year-old girl just fantasizing over this wonderful like 17-year-old man. It's like, this is creepy, but somehow that book is viewed as like a wholesome book. 
Wait, I was just uh, from what I understand about example. Little House on the Prairie, aren't they homeschooled for most of the book? What from what were we talking about and what you just said, I was like, what is this kid talking about? And then you brought it somewhere else, so I, I like that. So good. <laughs> anyway, enough with teacher sex. Um, yeah, enough with teacher uh, sex. A summary on Activision Blizzard. That sounds. I want to work at Activision. That's the summary. Yeah, I don't know about you, but cubby oh, crawls, crawls or whatever the yeah. sounds quite Cube a vibe. Crawls. Cubicle crawls sounds kind of lit. Cubicle crawls. Is that like imagine just crawling under the cubicle and you see a bitch standing sitting there like on a swivelly chair? I mean, like, I want to know what kind of bitch you know like, on her, her ass. And so you then, would you crawl out of my cubicle? And she's like, yeah. Do a little game of hungry hippos with that pussy though. <laughs> <laughs> he's just under the cubicle. He's like, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Alright, I want to kill what myself. What kind of guy? Jeez, oh, dude. I, a hungry I ass know. hippo, that too. Oh, it just hurts me. Well, I understand hungry, hungry hippos is them always eating balls. Yeah, but, you know, in this case, what? it's a new and improved version. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cool, but why? Dude, uh, so I know we are just talking about Shrek. We are doing tier lists and stuff. Ooh. I feel like that is so... Overrated, Shrek. Why? No, Shrek deserves an Oscar and nomination. Does it? Okay. By the way, the Oscars are ridiculous. The Oscars Shrek, are Shrek and absolutely ridiculous. Shrek and Black Panther both deserve Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> no, they fucking don't. It won Best Animated Feature and Best Adapted Screenplay, two thousand two. It it won. Those? It won. Yeah. But Shrek is so immensely mediocre to me and by the way my this is completely separated from the conversation tonight my boyfriend my what is che coming out tonight is che gay that by the way is a freudian slip <laughs> jigs oh thanks I like how you called Jigs my, out on that one because he looked hella confused <laughs> my, my my brother and his girlfriend Watched it tonight, three hours ago, and I don't care for that movie, man. And I just I don't know what came out in two thousand three. Whenever it came out, I can't imagine that's number one or like won a bunch of awards. It feels so overrated to me. So isn't it whack how Shrek beat out uh, Monsters <laughs> Inc. for best animated picture? <laughs> that is whack, dude. Even I disagree with that. I disagree one. with so that too. Hard to even fathom how that's possible. <laughs> Probably due to some wacky ass Oscars bias. Well, the Oscars sucks ass. They haven't been good for a long time. How many? How long has it been since anyone here has watched the Oscars? Dude, I've never watched the Oscars. I have literally never watched the Oscars, and I don't care. Yeah, after they nominated, uh, I once I got to the age where I could or would maybe be interested in it, they nominated and gave awards to the Nemo movie. What was that one called? The <laughs> the what? Shape of Water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. Oh. And then that I was, was like, like, yeah, maybe I don't need to care about the Academy Awards. Hey, for the record, um, Oscars are fake. Just dumb because, Faking you know, gay. 2018, Black Panther. Mediocre-ass movie. It got nominated for Best Picture. That one like, boggles my mind still, because out of all the Marvel movies, it's arguably the most mediocre. 
Yeah, it's pretty mediocre. But here's here's the rest of the movies that came out 2018. First of all, you got Mission Impossible. Uh, what's it called? Fallout. That one I mean, slaps ass. It does, take dude. take it take it for what it is. It's an How action movie. How in the world but can it's you put much better than Black Panther? A Marvel movie. Uh, I'm not saying a, that Mission Impossible is the best franchise of all time, but how can you put that above a or or below a Marvel movie? It seems insane to me. Also, same year that movie Upgrade we watched. That movie is incredibly good. That one slaps. I was much better than Black Panther. Highly recommended. Slaps hard. Uh, a Quiet Place, twenty twenty eight or twenty eighteen. Also better These are all well. contenders for uh, for Black Panther. No, they're not. They mm. they weren't nominated, but these were the same year movies, so they should. They weren't been even nominated. nominated. I mean, I mean, I guess hey, the 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 guy that was Black Panther, you know, was black and died of cancer, so I guess he deserves <laughs> the Oscar. That gives him plus fifteen Oscar points. Okay, I know you guys at least. At least, um, Hickston watches Upper Echelon. From time to time. I've seen this guy, yeah. What was that, uh, he, he did a video one time about an award show, and they had explicitly written in their guidelines that you had to have certain diversity goals fulfilled in order to be eligible. Do you remember what that was? <laughs> I don't remember what that was, but I do remember that a while ago there was a whole, like, Oscars so white hashtag that kind of was aimed towards, you know, making the Oscar nomination a little more colored. But I think ever since then, all that scrutiny kind of, you know, uh, degraded the whole process of, you know, handing out nominations and awards and stuff. Yeah. Oscar's so white because percentage of people that live in America is so Whack. white. It's almost like that's the most obvious thing, but everyone's retarded, so no one thinks about that. <laughs> Yeah. Also, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, same year, and that movie slaps. Seriously, so, that yeah. was the same yeah. year. Yep, same year. It's an absolute crime that that movie didn't win the awards. Yeah, yeah. Shape of Water. Okay, has anybody seen Shape of Water? Nobody no, saw Shape of Water until they were like, "Oh, it's nominated. I guess we got to watch it now." That's the bizarre thing is that these movies that no, like the movies that, that they nominate and then choose to be movie of the year are movies that nobody has freaking seen, or has because it's any the, interest in seeing. I will never see Shape of Water unless it's like I'm wasted. No, it's yeah. the film school art critic retards, you know that like, you know went to college for four years, like taking liberal arts bullshit classes for four years and then think they have a degree looking at some dumbass shit and they're like oh yeah um this movie no one's ever seen ever this deserves the oscar well, and then and they're it's over also there like, you know like you everyone knows how like random film kid who likes random ass movies that suck but because they have some like really weird sensitivities about movies and what's good and what's not they like have basically shitty taste but since they have like a degree behind them it's like oh I get an excuse to like shitty ass there's, movies that nobody wants to watch, and then there's the, always an eclectic nature to art where, like, there's a level that can't be appreciated until you've actually like gone to school for it, which is kind of retarded in my opinion because movies are made for everyone, right? So everyone should be able to enjoy a movie to its fullest, and it should be pretty much the masses' opinion of what is a good movie is a good movie. The problem is. People who, like, yeah. go to school for art and, like, poetry and shit can actually appreciate. Well, they also can apply 
a structure to their enjoyment to where a movie is no longer an experience. It's a like a uh, thing to be broken down and examined. So anybody like that who like weirdly enjoys this really shit movie that nobody cares about is going to be able to tell you like, well, you see, he did the thing where he used the rule of thirds and like the golden ratio and all this weird bullshit that nobody cares about and like try to explain to you in those terms why the movie is so good. And I guess that really kind of like determines the, like I guess that's kind of like the core of the matter is are the Academy Awards for like the masses so people can see what movies won what awards based on like what the people like or is it a place for movie nerds who got a degree in filmography to have a little artistic circle jerk on each other because like i thought that the whole point of the oscars in terms of its public consumption was that way people could you know see what movies were like won the awards based on you know what people liked but you know maybe there should be a whole separate ceremony to recognize that kind of stuff and in which case like i don't see why the Oscars is worthy of like people's attentions, you know, outside of like, you know, a five or less percent of the population. Well, I wonder, cause I think the Oscars was probably more created as a party for movie directors and producers and stuff. I don't know if it was because uh, like it's the Oscars ceremony was like a popularly consumed event on TV and stuff until like really recently, which, uh, and like recently people have just kind of stopped watching them because it doesn't cater to people. It caters to the, you know, faggots that everyone hates that just likes movies that everyone hates and hates movies that everyone loves. Matt, as a con- as a contradictory point to what you're saying anyway, um, I- even if that's true, you know, the famous directors you've ever heard of, they make movies that everyone's watched and think are good. Not the, you know, indie ass director that makes a sh- movie that film kid thinks is good so that's irrelevant because steven spielberg makes entertaining movies and he would be the one at the party right so it just seems dumb also if you're the type of kid i don't even know what point i made that you're arguing you said don't you said because he was saying how it should be based off what the people think is a good movie and you were saying oh isn't it just a party for filmmakers and directors or something i asked if it was founded as that and i looked it up on wikipedia and in fact it was founded as a private party for college professors don't accept accept wikipedia as a, a valid source yeah i'm not saying it has to stay what it is but i'm saying that if the oscars are now something that's mostly for film nerds how is it worthwhile for the general populace to consume it because it doesn't actually cater to the tastes and sensitivities of people it caters to these tastes and sensitivities of that random theater kid on that on that statement though you you know there's multiple varieties types of art and stuff and then you got those people that over appreciate art you know what pisses me off to an extreme extent people that over appreciate art so I can appreciate I can appreciate a good movie, some good music, but you ever see these people that like pull up to like art museums and they'll sit there investigating and be like, oh yeah, and just you know say some technical shit. It's just there's just if you look up on the internet, you can like like there's like there's like a really good episode of the show Parks and Rec where there's a wine tasting, and uh, one of the chicks go one of the 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 main one of the main females in there that's super sarcastic goes there and then just starts making a spoof about all the shit they're saying how she can like taste like the dirt from two thousand years ago in there so I don't know, just making fun Jigs. of it that's the kind of shit that pisses me off what the 
problem with that is everyone does that just with different things. You no. just don't you just don't understand people <laughs> no. who do it with paintings or movies or whatever. But like my brother, he's really into cars. He'll go to a random ass car meet and be like, "Dude, the carburetor in that thing is like OG stock from 1928 or something like Yeah, and that's equally like as that. cringe. That's the exact same thing. Different yeah. people get passionate about different things. No, but does it between be passionate and just being passionate to the point where if you're around that person, they talk about their passion, you want to kill yourself, all right? Like, you can be passionate about things without making everyone else want to kill you for talking about your passion, but also- right? If I go to the art museum, I don't need some retard, like, sitting there. Ex- I, don't, I don't even know how to explain what I'm saying, but it really annoys me. Okay, question, question. I have heard you moan. <laughs> I've heard you moan over Dark Souls. What? A cool-ass car is something that anyone can look at and go, that's badass. But there's some people go, I know all of the reasons why that is cool. On the other hand, there's people who go, oh, wow, that piece, that painting is a piece of shit. And then some random nerd comes along and goes, oh, wow, well, since it divided by these three rules of the of the drawing, you then act- it's cool. And it, But even though it's hideous to look at, and it's not actually You impressive. act like that isn't <laughs> the same with cars. It is exactly no, the not. same with cars. Yes, it is. Cars have both mass appeal and performance that appeals to both the average person who can just see a car go zoom and go, wow, that's f-ing Dude, cool. And, and they're the practical. But, Dude, but paintings, paintings are not that way. have mass appeal. Yes, they Some are. Do. Paintings have mass appeal. Some do. Some Everyone paintings that are. Shape of Water was dog shit. Unless they went to film school because they knew about all those rules and stuff. And then you knew the code to interpret and find a way that that movie was somehow good. But anyone who wasn't in that that little club of people thought that it was dog shit. The same is true of cars. (laughs) I literally feel like you're proving yourself wrong. How? How? What do you mean how? There are so many niche groups that are like, dude, this car is sick because this little part was engineered by this one guy who, like, you know, didn't really give a shit about it. But the cars that we recognize as the best, the cars that we recognize as the best are the same for both groups, probably, or at least have significant overlap. But the movies that we recognize as the same is true with painting. Not with movies, is the point we're making. Mona fucking Lisa is recognized as a great painting by everyone and by the enthusiasts. Matt, we're not talking about Renaissance-era painting. We're talking about modern-day movies, film, like paintings, films, music, all that shit. It's not the same for the average person and the enthusiasts. Okay, so we can only go back 10 years for movies, but we can go back 80 years for cars and 2,000 years Okay, let's take away... Okay, okay, let me throw in a thing. Okay, we're talking about art here, (laughs) okay? Despite whether you think cars are art or not, we're talking about, like, you know, music, film, all the classic arts, not car making, all right? Also, cars are practical, so that's completely irrelevant here, all right? I'm talking about these kids that pull up, and basically what he was saying, right? It's just it's just all these all these painters and all these filmmakers that are the upper echelon, like, I'm cool, indie-ass, hardcore filmmakers, and they all sit in the room and fart, and they all take, take deep inhales of each other's ass because that's the only thing they know, and that's the only thing they care about, and no one else cares. You know, it's like... <laughs> How is this not making sense to you? 
Yeah. All these kids are laughing for a... Like, and, like, giving me, like, are you retarded looks for the record. No, I just thought the way but, you like, described those. Come on, they're just, true. they're just sniffing their own farts. They're just inhaling their own recycled bullshit that no one else, like, respects From or cares about. From the outside perspective. That's exactly the point. From the outside perspective. every passion no, looks. No, it's not. Yes, no, it, it is. No, it is not. I, I, I put, like, $3,000 of money and, like, probably another 2000 of man hours into building an aquarium for no reason and whatsoever. And we all recognize Y'all that that's cool. We all recognize that that was badass. Ass. 90% of humanity is like, dude, you wasted way too much of your no, dollars. No, no, no. There's a difference between that. You can recognize that something is like not worth the effort to you. Or you cannot recognize all the ways in which it is cool. But you can still look at it and go, oh, that's a cool aquarium. However... I feel like that's also true of the films that we're shitting on, even no. though we haven't no. watched them. No, no, your aquarium has intrinsic value. You know what doesn't have intrinsic value? Every painting Shame ever created. They suck ass. Paintings are stupid. That's my entire point. You know what? Back to the old episode that might ever be released. We talked about art. The fact that art <laughs> yeah. is sold, the fact that people buy paintings makes me want to kill myself, all right? That's, that's basically okay. the whole point. Blows my mind. The fact oh. that the fact that some retard can get some paint and just splatter it on a okay, some paintings are like cool. You know, like oh, that's some Mona cool Lisa or whatever. The fact that some yeah, that, no, that painting sucks ass. That painting should not be cool. <laughs> that painting blows. Anyway, you take the, you find this find this guy that like you know you know I don't know had his twelve has two year old kid like you know sacrifice on top of the feet. canvas. <laughs> yeah, that whatever. Sure, he had dunked his two year old kid in some paint and kind of just flopped him around on a canvas and said, "Yeah, this is art." And then that shit becomes worth millions of dollars. That's stupid. And that's the same thing with film. Oh, they, yeah, they threw together some stupid artistic thing like some fish banging some like what the crap is that yeah, okay. that doesn't deserve to exist it shouldn't exist and it should be nuked same as all those stupid paintings <laughs> same as all these stupid art sculptures dude i live somewhere that's incredibly artistic and there's art sculpture areas around here everywhere you go walk through that shit like sometimes you're like, oh that's a cool sculpture of a lion and sometimes you see like some artistic jumble of bullshit <laughs> and you're like what is that that shouldn't have been exist that shouldn't be worth money and that should have never been created that's stupid as hell that's all i <laughs> i agree with you on one thing and that is if something has no like technical talent or skill or knowledge or ability put into it and it's just somebody bullshitting onto a canvas that shouldn't be worth money if something has legitimate like talent skill effort or knowledge put into it then i disagree what, what was my point? <laughs> I say stupid. no art should be worth money. Yeah, probably. Well, it kind of goes yeah, back much. to um, there's this big argument in like ancient philosophy about whether or not rhetoric can be qualified as an art. And so rhetoric is like the art of persuading somebody. And it's all like it's bullshit philosophy. But the whole point of it is like you can get good at rhetoric. You can make a piece of rhetoric that is impressive and skilled and shows talent and understanding of the what way is the human brain reacts to Am words. Is that writing? Is rhetoric writing? Or it's is that trying talking? to persuade somebody through words. So it's like oh. if I 
if I'm like trying to convince you that like I'm a genius and I like come come up with all these fancy words and you're like, oh damn, he's a genius, then that's like good rhetoric. But if I'm just like I'm a genius and you're like, no, he's not a genius, that's bad rhetoric. That sounds like some anyway, classical school cringe stuff that you just the made whole up. the whole deal is there was a huge argument over whether rhetoric could be qualified as an art or not, or like whether it could be appreciated as like a thing you could do well or do poorly. And it basically came down to you could get better at rhetoric through practice. And the same applies to pretty much all forms of art. You can get better at art. You can more properly understand how art interacts with humans and the way humans interact with art and do it better. So I think if somebody shows talent and understanding of art in a way that it actually like shows they understand how art and humans interact with each other, then I appreciate Can I the say art. something on top of that? Art has, like, an end of some sort. My my point of view is to, like, persuade, move, whatever, people. If you show, like, technical ability to create something that's beautiful, whether or not people can recognize how much effort went into that, then that's, like, that's good, that's impressive, whatever. However... If you make art that, like, I think that art's rhetorical in a sense. And if you can, and if you make a piece of art that persuades or moves nobody except for a small clique of people that knows, like, the secret code to art and paintings and all that kind of stuff, then that isn't particularly impressive because, like, it's failing to convey a message except to your small mm, group of people. Unless they're your audience. Ex- yeah, true. But that's not particularly impressive because then you're basically just saying it's the brush and canvas equivalent of you make a secret language or code with your brother. And so you say something funny that only your brother understands because he knows the the little code language that you guys devise. And is that a failure from the inside perspective? That's my it's point. It's not a failure from the from outside. The in- it's a failure, but from the inside, it's but not. But it doesn't and deserve. And my point is that you should be able to appreciate from your outside perspective that you lack something that is required for you to understand its existence, and then just don't make a judgment on it because it's not your place. You're not the audience. I think that then we should reject like acad- if that's if that's what's going on then Academy Awards and the Oscars in general shouldn't be popularly recognized as anything meaningful because it's not the audience. No one should give a fuck about the Oscars except for people that went to... Does anyone? Yes, or at least they used to until five years ago. My family used to watch it every year. Not anymore because that's not the group that they catered to. So what I'm saying is that like they changed who they catered to, their audience, all that kind of shit because that's the people that they care about now. So... And I guess what I'm saying is it's not necessarily a failure. Just from our perspective, we don't understand it. Well, you know what? You know what? To be completely honest, uh, even if I'm not part of the target audience, don't make shit art. Yeah. My, uh, if I think it's obje- <laughs> if I think summary. it's if I think it's trash, it's probably trash. I think my opinion's worth more salt if than most people. If you intentionally create so. something that's meant to obscure my ability to understand it, then I think that's pretty shitty. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I guess I don't I, really know James what just happened. <laughs> objectively, has the best opinion. <laughs> I have to agree with him. I think I do have the uh, best objectively. So I, I objectively have the best 
uh what's the other word that's not objectively subjective <laughs> unobjectively i think i objectively have the best subjective view on everything bruh such a fucking retard about art i'm never listening to him about this shit ever again <laughs> yeah dude bruh it's actually a classical school like dude this kid is so in tune with like other people's emotions and shit. shut up shut up you're wrong all right he's not even abiding by the sucks. classical understanding of art either he's like totally breaking free and going well somebody appreciates then it's good no, if someone it just okay, dude. If someone appreciates shit art, it doesn't make it good. It doesn't make it good to them either. It's shit. All right. I don't care if anybody See, appreciates the opinion, Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa sucks, and I will die on the hill. The Mona opinion, Lisa is a boring picture. And no one in my opinion, me. you hating on art actually proves that art is doing its job well. Really, really, the guy who whatever retard drew up the Mona Lisa. Whatever. <laughs> he's he's big chilling now that I hate. If you if you spark indifference in an audience, you failed. If you spark passion in an audience, you succeed. Oh really? I'm sure whoever I'm sure the guy who drew the Mona Lisa is insanely happy.